This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Last week, I was on the Owyhee River in eastern Oregon. Beautiful tailwater. But I had one of those SMH moments. You know what that is, don't you, Dave? SMH moment? Yeah, shaking my head. <laughs> you know, that, that's one of those little things that uh, our kids use on text messages, you know, SMH, you know, shaking my head. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you've learned something new, isn't it? I have it? too many it's... kids, but yet I, I didn't know that one. <laughs> oh, man. Well,. I, I was. I was shaking my head, and the reason was, as I looked down this stretch of river that uh, that I like to fish, there were there were seven guys fishing a run that was uh, about fifty yards long. Fifty yeah. yards long. Yeah, seven guys, and they they just Holy stayed there cow. the whole time. Now, in fairness to them, I happen to know that when the the Browns are rising for PMDs or trichos, that, that's a good place, and you could probably get away with it, but I know that day they were not catching a thing. How far out are they casting? Oh, they're probably casting, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 to 20 feet uh, to this run, and it, it's a good one, but I thought, come on, seven guys in one run. You know, wow. it just reminded me how you and I like to fish remote places. Man, oh man, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we want to find solitude even on rivers that tend to be crowded, if we can uh, go somewhere where there's no crowds, great. But even if we're on crowded rivers, I, I've noticed that about us, that we try to find uh, uh, even solitude on those crowded rivers. And that's what we're talking about today. You know, loneliness is not a good thing, but solitude is. So we want to talk about how do you get solitude? And secondly, uh, what does solitude do for you? So. Dave, when you think about how you get solitude, what, what does it take? The first is, in my mind, a relentless pursuit of the open river. So it begins with a mindset. It's a way of thinking. And What do you mean by that? Well, you were talking uh, recently about your trip to Colorado this summer, uh, coming up on the Big Thompson River around a bend and seeing, just like your opening story, a bunch of <laughs> yeah. fly fishers oh, stacked man. up on a run. Yeah. And I think... I would never fish that, exactly. ever, right. ever. I would not choose to fly fish on right. that day if I were stacked up against uh, another, you know, three or four other fly fishers. Yep, totally agree. So when I think about solitude, it's just a mindset. It's mm -hmm. the way I think about the world. Yeah. I don't want to be with other fly fishers. Right, and, and we're not trying to be, uh, uh, I don't know, elitist or, or like we own the river. We're not saying that. And, Absolutely and, not. And those who want to stand in those runs, you know, elbow to elbow, I mean, that, that's fine. It's just that, no, they have every right to be there. That, that's not the point. But the point is, no, we, we, want, we have a mindset where we want to go where there are no fly fishers or there are not as many. Yeah. The one thing I've learned through the years, and especially last year or so doing this podcast, is how many reasons there are that fly fishers have for fly fishing. There's just as mm -hmm. many reasons yeah. for the reason people fly fish as there are fly fishers, it seems. I think some people do like it, just it doesn't matter. They're outside, even if they're stacked up in a right. run with other fly fishers. I, I just don't call that fly fishing. No. I feel the same about hunting. 
Right. Oh, um, yeah. I just would sure. never want to walk another field or, you know, sit in another field while goose hunting with other people, even though yeah. sometimes it probably makes sense. It's just there's something that makes me so uncomfortable about it. Maybe because oh, I grew up I in the open spaces in North Dakota yeah. and lived in Montana and Colorado mm-hmm. where there's just you can get away from people. But um, so I think it begins with a mindset. If you want solitude, you have to think differently. That's good. Relentless pursuit of the open river. Now, when you do that, you you have to make sure that you're you're being safe, and that's why you know fly fish with a partner, fly fish with a buddy. Um, we we do that, um, especially in Yellowstone Park. Yeah, but yeah, even yeah. outside the park, even if there are no bears, uh, you know, you just we typically will fly fish. Uh, in view of the other mm-hmm. person. It but doesn't always work out that way. But we're still getting our solitude, aren't we? Yeah, That's absolutely. the interesting yeah, I hadn't absolutely. thought about that. You, you mentioned a little while ago that, that when we fly fish, it's, we, we don't talk that much to each other. And it's, nope. it's not because we're mad at each other. At least I'm not mad at you. Are you mad at me? <laughs> Only if you catch more fish than <laughs> yeah. I am, then yeah. I'm mad. And that's, that's pretty rare. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, right. So you're never mad <laughs> <Exactly>. at me. <laughs> but no, we, we do even... We have no drama in our relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess After not. how many years? Yeah, 35 that's, years? That's right. We've, we've, been, we've matured a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I we, hope so. We, we don't argue anymore. Remember how we used to argue when we'd see a, like an antelope, and, and I'd swear that that's, oh, that's, you know... The, horns on that are 15 inches and you'd say it's 16 and, and who knows it was probably <laughs> and we had neither and we'd argue, argument, yeah, we yeah. would argue about that we're always trying to outdo each other yeah we've we've grown beyond yeah, that pretty much but, but it is true that. it is true though when we fly fish and we you know, we love to do it together i think we've both found this way to uh to be together and and yet we can find our own solitude even in those moments yeah and absolutely that, that's that is it's a lot of fun so how do you get solitude well the first thing is that relentless pursuit of the open river it's a mindset like dave just said uh, what else the second thing is fishing early and late get up really early yeah. or fish later yep. in the evening yeah that makes and, a lot of sense um if you talk to people who catch the big browns they're usually fishing at 4 30 or 5 30 in the morning mm-hmm. uh, or really at late at night yep. you talked about your trip to the osable uh, in michigan where they actually start the guide trips at seven or eight o'clock at mm-hmm. night and go yep. late for the spinner falls but so it, it's fishing when the other fly fishers are not fishing and the earlier you get out there and the later you stay often you you know you'll be alone that's really true and that works well on rivers and streams where there's a lot of pressure I remember uh, several years ago when I lived in Montana, and I, I remember f- one, let's see, one spring, no, 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 was it spring? I, actually, I think it was, uh, I think it was later in, the f- later in the summer. Yeah, I had jury duty on, it was on my day off, and, and I remember after, uh, you know, we wrapped up deliberations for the day, I drove from the courthouse in Bozeman over to Paradise Valley and I got there later than I wanted but that was the best thing I I you know I parked at this uh, ranch I, I know that the ranchers and just walked uh, down the river just uh, I don't know maybe a hundred yards and started fishing and you know if I would have been there three or four hours before I probably would have seen about 30 drift boats go by and maybe some other fly fishers. I didn't see a person. Yeah, that's and, great. And it, was, it wasn't dark. I didn't even fish till dark. But it was, uh, you know, it was that kind of late in the day. Uh, I, I fished for maybe an hour and a half. And, uh, 
you know, caught some really nice rainbows. And it just struck me, you know what, even on the Yellowstone, which can be uh, like, uh, you know, the tri-state freeways in, you know, in the Chicago area. Yeah, exactly. I mean, bumper to bumper. Uh, the Eisenhower on yep. Friday oh, afternoon. Oh, man, that's right. Or the Edens. Yeah, it's it can be that way in the Yellowstone. But I thought, man, just coming a little bit later, uh, everybody had gone home. Related to that is also finding time in the middle of the week. Oh, and I yeah, realize, that's, that's so true. You know, it just depends on your on your job. I have a friend, a couple friends here who work for uh, asset management firms here in the area. And a lot of these young guys, and they're mostly all young guys, travel a lot. And when they're here, they're on. And it's you know, mm-hmm. they only have vacation time. So it's very yeah. difficult to get out other than the weekends right. or mm-hmm. while you're actually doing, quote, a family vacation, unquote. Mm-hmm. So, um, and maybe it's a later in life thing. I yeah. run my own business and people think, well, you get to, you know, you can do whatever you want. What it effectively has done is made me work all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the one thing is I can budget uh, time and, and move things around for client meetings and stuff and take a couple of days off. It's always kills me because yeah. I'm always getting, mm-hmm. it seems like every time we go and do this in the middle of the week or maybe like a Thursday, Friday or a Sunday, Monday, I just get slammed. Something always mm-hmm. comes up. But if you can find time outside of the typical weekends, it's just enable solitude to happen oh that's huge and you know what you just said kind of leads into the next point we want to make so if you want solitude you you've got to pursue it uh, as a mindset that's the first thing secondly you you need to fish early and late in the day Uh, but third is the issue of scheduling I mean isn't it true Dave that if you don't plan for it it's not going to happen it's true for me and I look at you know we have four kids and two are off in college now but um it has to go onto the calendar. Yeah, it just really like does. a client meeting. I see mm-hmm. fly fishing yeah. like a client meeting, yeah. frankly. And um, and so if you schedule it, um, then you can find time away for it for solitude. So it's mm-hmm. in a sense, I guess what we're saying here is not just time management. You're really scheduling time for solitude. You really are. And again, that it's a mindset, isn't it? But I, I've said this before. Uh, when I was younger, I always thought that I would have to discipline myself not to do the things that I like to do, you know, too much. You know, in other words, man, I'm gonna have to make sure I'm not always out there fly fishing, or I won't do my job. Well, I found it just the opposite. You know, I have to uh, schedule it in, or it won't happen. Yeah, it, it just, just gets crowded out. The uh, uh, so you know. counterintuitive, at least yep. to when I was younger. So. Oh, that's so true. So scheduling, that's a third. There's another one, uh, another way that you can get solitude. Well, the fourth is trying smaller streams and rivers. Now, this may seem patently obvious, yeah. but it isn't to a lot of fly fishers, no. <laughs> at least those stacked up on the Big Thompson mm-hmm. or stacked up on the Waihee, yeah. right? So um, I, I do think that you catch smaller fish often in these smaller streams, but you have solitude, and you often catch more fish, mm-hmm. I found, in these smaller streams. Not always. Yeah. And so I think uh, for solitude, you have to think differently in the sense of finding smaller streams yep. and rivers. I remember when we fished in South western Minnesota, and the Driftless, was it the spring? Southeastern Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, southeastern. Yeah. I always get that. I know. Stuff. It's I southwestern know. Wisconsin and southeastern Minnesota. 
Always but, happy to correct you. Yeah, I know you are. Thank you. And uh, I need some solitude from that. Um, yeah, I know. Yes, very uh, true. Good point. But there were uh, quite a few fly fishers fishing the south branch of the route. Yeah. Uh, but we went into the Forestville Mystery State Park and instead fished the can and fished Canfield Creek, which yep. is a smaller creek. Now that it does get fished, right? On the weekends, it does get fished. But the day we fished it, there were or two days we fished it. I think we saw only one other fly fisher on that stretch. But I don't think we did. We no, we saw somebody walking a dog back there. Oh, the, that's the, right. The fly fishers you saw were on the route. Ooh, that's right. right. That's where, right. Right where Canfield Creek emptied into it. Oh, that's right. But nobody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Nobody that day had bothered to walk up the river or up the creek. Again, and I, I've seen that too. Even in the on the Yellowstone, I remember a lot of days where everybody's pounding the Yellowstone, but some of those. Uh, uh, some of those smaller streams, Mill Creek that flows in, Pine Creek, uh, nobody's fishing those. Yeah, it's, Sometimes they can be golden. So what are the benefits of solitude? We've talked about how you get it, but uh, it sounds like a lot of work, and it is. So wh why even bother? At least one of the main reasons I fly fish is solitude. Now I like catching fish. It's obviously number one um, because I guess I could get solitude running marathons yeah um, right but for me it's the escape from the whirlwind and yeah. fly fishing allows me to do that and solitude being away from fly fishers who are on the river allow me to do that as well so it, I just feel like I need that break emotionally and physically from my life right and, yeah you do and the world we're not saying the whirlwind is bad the whirlwind is good it's absolutely necessary but if you don't step away from it uh, you're not going to do it well. So I think, as I think about a lot of our trips, um, it, it, it takes such effort to get out, uh, yeah. to leave the suburbs from Chicago, oh, to does. get out onto the river. But I find that I'm a different person when I come back. Mm -hmm. And if I'm more anxious and angry, you know, that's how I tend mm -hmm. to come back home. I, my anxiety, com anxiety tends to come out at home as, mm -hmm. at home as being... Yep just more gruff and grumpy. I find that the edge is taken off when I fly fish. And so, oh, that's so true. Um, that escape from the whirlwind really, whirlwind really makes a big difference for me. Yeah, in my that's life. huge. You know, related to that, I think another benefit is the, the refreshment and the renewal. Uh, one person likens this to, to filling up the gauges. You know, if, if uh, you, you need a break emotionally and physically, you also have to fill up those emotional uh, reservoirs and, and maybe even the, the physical side of it too. You just have to, to do that and fly fishing does that for me. I think modern life or postmodern life uh, just creates all sorts of stress oh, it does. on us and, and so um, sometimes when we're struggling in life it's because our emotional tank has been depleted and for me fly fishing refills that yep. and solitude in particular fills that. So if I went fly oh. fishing and I was, you know, had a lot of anxiety about where I was going to fish and who I was going to, you know, nudge up the, to the next run, I, I wouldn't do it. I absolutely wouldn't do it. Yeah, I know. And it. Uh, because it just wouldn't refresh, uh, refresh me. No, that's for sure. Well, what's another one? What's another benefit? I think another benefit of solitude is that, I don't know how to say this, but deeper ideas begin to surface. So when you're away from the whirlwind and you're out on the river, you're alone with your thoughts, and these deeper ideas surface about 
who I am and mm -hmm. what matters to me. And until you have a large amount of space or a good amount of space in your life to do that, these things just don't surface. Oh, it's so true. I can't tell you how many times when I've been walking into the Madison or, or walking back into the Yellowstone where, where my mind will make some connections, maybe some problem I've been chewing on or, or yeah, could be some insight into my, my children or into my marriage relationship or into uh, just into the way that I'm, you know, that I'm doing that the work that I do. I'm always amazed at how those surface when I'm walking in to, to the river, when I'm walking out. It's amazing. I, I think related to that is sometimes when I come back from a trip, something will, I'll actually be more confirmed about something. Like yeah. mm -hmm. about I really know even more than I ever did why I'm staying in business and doing this yeah. or mm -hmm. um, the decision that, that my wife and I made about X or Y or mm -hmm. I, there's a sense in which I feel stronger about something. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll come back and all of a sudden that solitude has created kind of some discontent and some, it's like unraveled something where I w I'm now starting mm -hmm. to force, I have to force myself. No, here's how I would frame it is being out in solitude stirred some things up that I had not been thinking about, yeah. but I really had to address. That's interesting. And, and what's interesting about it is that when, I, when I'm fly fishing in that moment, man, the only thing I'm thinking about is, is getting a good drift. and I'm not thinking any deep thoughts. Right, and, and you know, seeing if I can get this trout to rise, and how can I get my cast closer to the bank. And, 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 and is I, that a grizzly bear up 100 yeah, yards? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and I'm so focused on those things. But you know what that does? I think that creates space where your mind subconsciously begins to work. I remember a guy several years ago in a book I read uh, just about uh, – problem solving said uh, try to have a problem that you're you haven't solved when you leave work at the end of the day and I thought oh man I can do that I always have problems <laughs> and I realized I was trying to solve those before I left for the day and and that was just sheer misery and then you're thinking about it on the way home this guy said no leave with a problem and then go do something else and your mind will work on that subconsciously and the next day it'll just click and it's like that's right and that principle as you say really applies to fly fishing that's interesting yeah, i've you, not really thought about no it like you that. focus so much on on something different then yeah it's it's usually on the way out when i'm walking that i will have uh yeah i'll, I'll have some thoughts about different things but what I've noticed too, Dave, about solitude, and I, I kind of sensed that this summer when I was fly fishing with my son, one of my sons in Colorado, I, I mentioned in an earlier podcast that I got done fishing that afternoon before he did. So I went back to uh, the vehicle and I thought, well, I'll just have this nice time of solitude. And, and it was kind of an hour of edginess. And I think huh. the reason was because I didn't have anything to do. I was going to sit and read and I was going to... I don't know, I just started fretting about something and I almost grabbed my rod and went back down to the river. So I thought, this is not working. I, I need an outlet. Otherwise, I'll just sit there and fret. And, and I know everybody's different. Not everybody would do that. But I think for me, having that physical outlet is, is really a part of the solitude. You know, I, I have friends who will they'll go somewhere for a week to a cabin and, and I'll say, and, and what else? Well, well that's it. 
man, I would go crazy. I mean, I love the cabin thing, but that's a launch point to go fly fishing or, or to go hunting or explore yeah, exactly. something. But yeah, just sitting around. Uh, so maybe that's maybe that's the difference. Solitude for me needs to be tied to an activity like fly fishing, not just sitting around. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd go crazy. Well, I would go crazy sitting around. I yeah. think an, a corollary to that is this. To me, I think of solitude and what it does for me a little bit like what business development does for sales. If you are in uh, business good analogy. and you are a salesperson, you realize that if you are also charged with building new relationships, which is what we would separate out, we would separate new business development from sales. If you're the person on the front end building new relationships, that takes a lot of time. And there's yeah. not a one-to-one correlation between mm. activity, which is meeting with people, building relationships, and sales. Sales is not the same as business development. I think of solitude like that too. Solitude is, there's not a one-to-one relationship between I do solitude and I all of a sudden feel better about yeah. my life, mm-hmm. right? It's not, it's not that easy. No. But I think the discipline of solitude over time creates space in my life yep. for these things to surface. Mm-hmm. And one of them is more self-awareness. And I think right. that's such an important trait. It's an important trait mm-hmm. of the friends that I have, people who are more self-aware or increasingly self-aware. And I think solitude does that in fly fishing. Yep. If I'm able to add solitude to fly fishing mm-hmm. and, and make that a part of my life, uh, I think makes me more self-aware. I don't, I hope so. I mean, only really somebody else can say that you're more self-aware. I think it's a good point. And what I find from experience is if I can get solitude and a, a 30, 40 fish day, <laughs> I just get so much insight into myself. <laughs> exactly. After 16 mile that we fished a year ago, oh, man, man, I was I was really deep. That was yeah. some awesome solitude. The 40 wasn't fish it? day plus yeah. you know fishing 16 mile creek that, in Montana. That was really good. Yeah, I, I'm not as I'm, I'm grumpy when I have a lot of solitude and I don't catch anything. And, uh, yeah, okay, goodness. maybe we are pretty shallow. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is a good discussion. We'll we'll call it good for today. But we'd love to hear any thoughts that you, our listeners, have about fly fishing and solitude so please share them with us by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link please tell us your thoughts about fishing away from the crowds what uh, benefits do you get from solitude uh, how do you get it or any techniques on on finding more uh, solitude in your fly fishing that's right or places where uh, Dave and I might find solitude. Exactly. <laughs> you can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love for you to visit our podcast on iTunes and rate it. Give us a review. That helps. And also you can download a podcast app on your smartphone and receive our weekly podcasts. If you want access to every episode that we've ever published, visit our website and click on every episode on the navigation bar and you will receive uh, the entire list of what we've published to date. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. <laughs>